Welcome to the 192 podcast where we talk all things audio from concept to completion. I'm Billy C and on the show with me today is our buddy and he is all the way from TBM Productions um, and I'll let um, buddy can you just give a basic introduction about yourself and about your business. Sure uh, my name is Buddy Mueller with TBM Productions. We are a wedding DJ service here in suburban Chicago. And uh, buddy, can you tell me mostly, I know, you know, you and I talk off of, I guess, media. So what what is mostly what you cover in your business? Um, what can people turn towards you for your their business? Uh, we cover all aspects of the wedding for music, uh, sound reinforcement for the wedding, uh, do everything from uplighting to uh, video DJing. Uh, my wife, Tracy, she actually does a coordination and time management side of things. So she's the one that actually can coordinate a wedding. Uh, we have not, but we can. We do the capability of actually planning and servicing a full wedding as far as the planning side. Uh, we do partner with a few uh, wedding planners as well. Uh, but our main goal is uh, wedding DJ music and uh, wedding uh, production, basically. So what got you uh, started in, in this, uh, in the field? What, what gained your interest in, um, how did you get started? Uh, many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> uh, when I was young, my friends all DJed and I'm like, Oh, I love this music. Uh, it, it was, uh, freestyle music and being in Chicago, uh, Latin freestyle is a huge, was a huge thing. And I always loved it. I still love the music. I still enjoy it uh and my friends all were djing and i started getting into it a little little bit and unfortunately i stopped being friends with those guys uh just got older part of ways and stopped and then um years later uh i was uh doing a a car show helping out a car show the the guy running the car show finally dj'd he said hey you use a dj right i'm like yeah and started djing the car show it was was volunteer free no charge you know it was a great real great guy and um i had people started asking me hey do you do you do events do you do stuff and like i don't have anything he's like well i'll let you borrow my equipment like no no I, i can buy my own and my wife and i you know, put a few bucks together and started buying equipment. And uh, from there, it's uh, become a uh, very long and uh, I could say fun habit because uh, buying equipment, as you know, uh, yourself as a DJ and auto professional, you're never not buying equipment. Yep. There's always that time where you always want that something new or that something that you're like, hey, I'm missing this or hey, you know, I am, I'm wanting this. And um, buddy, honestly, what is, um, what is uh, the hardest part about what you say is running your business on a day-to-day basis? What is, what is the hardest part for you? I, I think I have an advantage because I come from corporate background, corporate business background, running businesses and running uh, stores. So I have understanding the fundamentals of running business. Uh, plus I have the blessing of my wife running with me. She uh, is getting her degree her uh, from college. She'll be done in May of 2022. Uh, have her um, bachelor's in uh, business management. And I, I say that the day-to-day operations usually the most hardest thing uh, you can run into any business. But I would probably say the second hardest thing is just uh, finding those clients, finding the right client, because I get tons of requests all the time through the knot 
or we get requests for our website. And, you know, a lot of times I, you know, we'll answer back, say, hey, we are available or we'd love to talk to you. And you hear crickets, but it, it's fine to write customers. And sometimes, you know, when I give customers information, they're like, no, you're too expensive or no, you're this. Okay. I'm not everyone's DJ and not everyone can be a Swiss Army knife. Uh, the clients that we do get, we do appreciate, we do um, really enjoy. And it is, you know, day-to-day -day operations, the biggest thing is just finding that new set of clients. We usually do. And I can tell you that 2022 is shaping up to be another crazy year. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, you know, it's just with all the what's happened in the last year, you know, everything that's like, you know, it's such time for businesses to get caught up too, as well, you know, and just, you know, it's that, it's that team together, you know, you and um, you and your wife that you have such a good team together. And sometimes some people go into the business of, they will just want to be by themselves, you know, and I think like that kind of, you know, how, how beneficial, you know, is it to having, you know, another person, you know, maybe somebody's like, ah, I don't think I need another person, but you know, maybe you can spend that extra little bit of money, you know, for somebody, you know, that you could bring alongside of you and help you run those events smoother. Because I can I honestly feel like, Hey, it takes a little bit more off of your shoulders, you know, and you can focus on what you need to focus on and your wife can focus on the coordination. And, you know, she says you, she does all this stuff of putting all this stuff together. So I think it, it kind of just going into the basics of everything is that having that extra person is probably, would you say, would you say is a necessary, could be a necessary and help you out in the long run? I would definitely say yes. The, the, the thing is, the one thing with management, I, I've learned over the many years, one person needs to be in charge. You know, the, the old saying goes, you know, too many chefs spoil the broth. And this is true also in business too, having too many people in charge, people don't know who to go to, who, who is the one in charge. Even, you know, Tracy, you know, uh, she's a very, very smart woman. And uh, the reason why she's in charge, because I'm pretty organized. She's much more organized than I am. Um, she sees stuff a little bit differently than I do. She has more of the bright perspective, one, being a young lady, and two, just having that, she has that mindset. Um, and she wants, she wants to do the same thing I want to do, is make sure our customers are satisfied, more than satisfied. But having one person having to focus on that, the customer satisfaction and the time management part, helps us tremendously. Plus, you know, loading and unloading, she helps with that as well. She helps set stuff up. She helps, you know, break stuff down. So she's also kind of a, a grip as well, as well as the coordinator. But, right. you know, she she understands stuff too. So if I walk away, go to the restroom, she can, you know, go between songs. She can, she can do stuff. And it's great having an extra person because I feel that doing a wedding, especially, you can't be in two places at once and having an extra person just helps out tremendously. Right. Exactly. Cause you know, that's like the most important part of somebody's day is um, that, that wedding and uh, all it, and then we're just going to go into this a little bit um, into the, what it takes for preparation, honestly, um, buddy, what is your preparation process? Um, when you start with working with your couples, what is the start? What is the start process? And what is your finished process and what is the in-between um, and everything that you prepare for when you are talking with a client till they, till you are doing their event that day? 
Um, how long do you prepare for that? Um, what is what, what what advice would you give to somebody who is gearing up and maybe okay, you know, for example, they're only going to do their second event, or what would advice would you give to somebody who's looking into the preparation? Um, and what advice would you say to them? Oh, uh, first thing first, I would say make sure that you're methodical. And the reason why I say that is due to the fact you want to make sure T's cross, I's dotted from the beginning. The very first thing we do when we first get a lead from a customer is the first thing to, is acknowledge them as quickly as possible and say, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, uh, we're available or not available. Uh, my goal is to be uh, getting back to the customer within an hour. So it, it's one of the things that really quick turnaround having, you know, email on your phone, having email, you know, open on your computer, having a way to be notified what is you know happening, what's transpiring in your for customers. Uh, but that is the first you know point. Your, your touch of a customer is your very first point, and you can't get a uh, a do over on a first meeting and a do over on a first contact. And that's the last thing I want. The one thing I always hear from customers when we talk to them over and over again is like they can't believe how quick we get back to them right away they did they, they like i i you know i called your office and you're calling me back in 15 minutes or i sent the email you know 10 minutes ago and you're you're contacting me back i appreciate it and that is the to me the most important thing i always am watching um my email i'm actually looking right now because <laughs> i saw emails pop and it's just junk but it's one of the things that i really really am on top of that's that's half my job all day is actually look at emails, reading emails. Um, my uh, my wife, of course, just thinks I sit back here and just watch YouTube videos all day. <laughs> yep. But uh, I would also say, like, you know, what, how, how long is your process um, from start to finish? Um, and, you know, we kind of go into the same sense, you know, and I look at the back end, you know, because I've been in the music industry for a little while now. Um, and it takes time. It does take time from that time you um, start working with that client to the time you stop working with that client. It sounds really bad, but sometimes it's just what overall, because um, I know that some events like, for example, how is your how is your prep process? For example, that client has given you all their information. OK, and I'm laying out this kind of a little bit as it lays out in my head. Um, is how do you prepare for that event for that day? And how, what would you say is the biggest um, thing that you don't see a lot of couples when they come to you saying, what, why is this, or what is that? Or what's the, you know, it's kind of what I'm trying to say is what is the downfalls of a lot of things that clients come to you with? And they're like, okay, um, and you're like, yeah, why don't you have this? Or what is this? Or, you know, what is a prep process for you starting with, you know, for example, my event is next month tomorrow, for example. Okay. What, how long do you take in order to start your process? And what is kind of the in-betweens? Um, you don't really have to kind of say what you do a little bit, but um, just what's your prep process? for an event well again after the customer comes in you know the first thing is having a meeting with them either via zoom or in person 
uh, depending on everything. Right now with the pandemic, we're doing more Zoom meetings than anything else because we're just, you know, do precautions and stuff like that. Plus, it's much easier. People don't have to worry about getting dressed up or meeting at Starbucks or Panera or whatever. So having that meeting and walking through everything for that they know of the wedding. And a lot of customers, when they come to you, when you, say, when you ask what they don't, what, what did they forget to bring? They don't have a lot of answers that first meeting. That first meeting is um, just getting some basics done. Do you know what time stuff is? Do you know around about what time you're ending at? We ask a lot of questions. We actually have a, what we call a wedding checklist and we go through things. You know, we ask, you know, it may sound mundane, but we ask, you know, what are your colors? Do you have colors picked out? Because uh, Tracy will actually wear a color close to their color uh, for the bridesmaids, um, for her shirt for that day. Uh, we run into, we ask uh, things such as, you know, uh, you know, is a ceremony there? Is, is, are you doing a, you're, you're doing a reception, you're doing a ceremony. Are you, um, do anything in the ceremony? Are you celebrating anything else? This is one of the things people forget about. A lot of times they want to do like a birthday celebration or something. Uh, well, we kind of got to know that because if you are want to celebrate someone's birthday, you want to sing happy birthday. Well, we're the ones usually that have to start that, you know, and have to figure out how to get it in there and plan it in a way. So we ask a lot of questions. And the one thing I would always recommend anyone starting out, don't feel bad asking every single question, asking everything you could possibly can think of. Uh, we give a checklist to them all as well um, for them to fill out. And on a checklist, it's all the music. And there's a lot of things we go over with that checklist, you know, asking uh, how did both of them want to be uh, acknowledged that day? Is she taking his last name or they just go by their first names? Right. How do we want to be, you know, recognized that day? Mm hmm. Yeah. And that kind of goes into also as well, you know, you and I were talking the other day um, and we'll get to this a little bit in the episode a little bit more, but um, you, uh, we were talking about the venues and how people don't talk, you know, don't ask those vital questions to the venues. Okay. Um, couple wants this. They don't ask that question saying, Hey, is this actually loud in the venue? Because when you show up to some venues and like, okay, hey, I'm bringing this, I'm bringing this. But then the venue is like, no, I'm not bringing this. You know, it's all about that communication, asking those vital questions. As Buddy just said, you know, you may not ask, you need to ask those critical in-depth questions. You may feel like, hey, you're asking way too many questions, but that gives you in your preparation process as to how and how much prep you have so you know more than what you need to know it sounds really bad and sounds really crazy but you need to know every single vital detail as buddy just said you need to know if that for example if it's my birthday you know and buddy doesn't know about it and you go up to him and say hey buddy um can you mention my birthday my birthdays you know like that way and sometimes as you said too is that couples do not want their last name to be pronounced in a different way they wanted to announce this way and those are all the key details as to how or why or anything of that um so i'm just i just want to switch a little bit here um and i want to get into some really in-depth stuff here okay so i just got like a fun okay. i got a fun question for you okay um and okay. I, 
I like to do this every single time with anybody who I have on the 192 podcast. Um, oh, I feel, I, I'm scared. Don't be scared. It's all right. Okay. Um, how many times do you change gear? To how many times do you change gear? And what is your favorite piece of equipment to this day? It can be anything that you've departed with, or it can be something that you currently have right now. Well, I feel, you know, for Hoff and I change gear, it all boils down to we have a lot of gear for a lot of different situations, but we're always getting new stuff. Uh, and then the old stuff, we're either, you know, depending on what it is, either keeping it or selling it and giving it as a second life to someone who may need it or someone who is starting out or whatever it may be. Um, I would probably say, you know, uh, I look at speakers every five years. Um, I look at main uh, gear every four to five years, uh, controllers, uh, CDJs, anything like that. Now, my favorite piece of equipment would be my two uh, Pioneer 900 uh, CDJs and my 900 Nexus mixer. It just, it's heavy, um, but I love the feel of CDJs. It make, takes me back to when I was with my friends and they were, they were DJing, I'm DJing with them with, you know, kind of with the Technique uh, 1200s, kind of makes me feel more like that. Even they're not spinning stuff like that. It just has that, that feel to me for it. But, you know, like I told you guys before, I just ordered a new controller because my other controller is six years old. And it's not, I can't say it's worn out, but I'd much rather be in front of the curve and replace gear mm -hmm. than say, oh man, it's broken. Oh man, it's this, or I don't have a backup. And right. that's the thing. You can't go to a wedding and say, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Customer or Mrs. Customer. I can't do your wedding right now because, oh yeah, I, I, I can't, my computer's bad or, oh, well, you know, they don't care about that. It's their special day. You can't, you can't walk in there and expect stuff uh, to work hundred percent. You have to have backup and you have to have backups of backups. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's the, that's the thing that a lot of people don't think about too, is that you have to have those vital, um, those vital pieces of equipment, you know, as buddies just said, is if you go into that venue and you don't have what that, what that client requested, they're going to be like, okay, you know, you promised me this and then you're under promising me. Um, but this also goes into another deep question. You might not, you may know this one, but you may know this one. Okay. So I'm going to dig deep back into the brain of buddy here for a second. What, <laughs> what kind of gear did you start out with? Okay. Oh, I know exactly. Sarah, I would, uh, I, I liked, um, I got, I had started with Denon, okay. uh, Denon digital controller, uh, that actually I still have, I still have two of them. They're sitting in uh, storage right now. Um, and Denon, uh, 19 inch rack mount DJ mixer. Okay. Uh, that controller is a self-contained unit. It actually has its own hard drive. Uh, a 60 gig hard drive. So I uploaded a bunch of MP3s on it. And then you could plug in MP3s on USBs up to, I want to say up to uh, 10 gigabyte uh, thumb drives it'll take up to. And you can hook it up to a computer with software and run it. Virtual DJ, Serato will run it. But I never did that. I didn't start getting into DJ, uh, DJing with a computer until after uh, that. And I've yet to hook up a computer up to those controllers, but 
they still work. Um, they're they, awesome. They are. I had, uh, I had for speakers, I had a set of uh, JBL yeah. JRX 1, uh, 115s. Wow. Those are, those are actually, that's a beautiful mixer. You know, they, that, that is, you know, you just go into, sometimes you just got to start off small and you work your way big, you know, sometimes you might have to get that, that mixture, you know, for me personally, I, I started off super small. Now I have an over a thousand dollar mixer that I trying to depart with and I can't depart with because I love it so much and I have it set up the way I want it now. And, um, so are you in the mindset of buy it right the first time or, um, what, where am I going with this? Are you in the mindset of buy it right the first time or go cheap and upgrade? You know, I'll, I'll tell you this, the, the, the Denon mixer I still have, um, I, I actually, I had I have two of them and actually one of them, I actually put onto my, um, my ceremony rig. So I'm actually using it now again, after years later, I put it into my ceremony rig and using it for ceremonies. And the thing is that I never look back at it saying, this is a, this was cheap. This was, it was some money. And if you're going to do something, I always look at it, do it right. Now, if you can't afford the best in Denon, then as well as now it's still pretty much on par with pioneer and now everything i have is all pioneer stuff but i would say it's pretty much on part of pioneer mm-hmm. uh, i definitely would say you know save money and buy the right stuff first because again you don't want to buy cheap stuff mm-hmm. that are hard to repair uh they something goes wrong with them they usually they're, they're, they cost more to repair than than to set to buy a new one right and uh, trying to find places that repair them. It's also the other thing. I say save the money and, and, and buy a good quality product from the get-go. But again, every has to start somewhere. Yeah. So if, if you buy something on second hand, it's used, or if you buy something that's a little bit less expensive, save up and then buy something that's better down the road. I actually, honestly, I hopped on that boat, actually. And I actually had a Newmark NS6, okay? So I had that mixer. Uh, and I was having some issues with the outputs on it. So I bought it as a used device. Okay. And I was having some issues with the output on it after of plugging it in and out three or four times. Um, and I started having some problems and I noticed that a lot of companies now they won't service older models of things because it's way harder to get the parts, you know, no matter what, um, even like way before the pandemic, it was hard to get into, getting parts for things um it was hard to get in you know all that older stuff you got to look into it too as well when you're researching or looking at what you want to get um you guys also got to look into is that is it going to be repairable if i need to get something fixed on it too as well um and just so i'm gonna stop here for a second and i'm gonna go into a another i'm gonna switch into some few other more questions for you buddy here Uh oh (laughs) this is nothing bad nothing bad don't worry we're good um what what advice would you give to someone who is wanting to start into the industry um for example they're a beginner okay we'll set the stage here just for a second okay so they're a beginner they're looking to just get into the industries maybe start an industry what would you say to them 
what would your key advice be to them who is looking to get into the, this industry? I would definitely would say for them to get a hold of someone who's been in it in a while and see if they need someone, even if it's, it, you know, free, you know, if it's not going it, it, to, it's your time, which again, time is money, but even if you could help them out once in a while, just to learn the basics, just to learn the fundamentals of what it's like going out and doing the gig and seeing if you want to do it. Cause it's, it's a lot of time and a lot of money invested into this business and you have to go into it as a business mindset and say, Hey, if I want to do this, I think the best route first is kind of try it before you buy it and go either work for a DJ company or go with an, uh, a senior DJ who has his own little business and say, Hey dude, you know, I, I'd love to, I want to help you out. I want to learn the business. Is there any way possible I can, you know, either shadow you or, you know, come help give you a hand and, you know, you, you get hopefully a free money meal or something out of it, maybe some money, but I would definitely would stay to look at doing that first is get your feet wet and see what you want to do because there's different areas of DJing. There's wedding, there's club, there's, yeah. you know, there's bar mitzvahs, DJs, there's DJs who do uh, quinceaneras, there's DJs and there's DJs who try to be jack of all trades, master of none. And that's, you know, kind of a thing I stay away from. I specialize but that's the thing is that, do you want to do that? You know, and that's that you have to look at what you want to get yourself into and then how much money you want to invest into the business. Yeah, that also goes into a lot of things too, is I, you know, starting out is that we've talked previous in previous episodes is starting right and buying what you have budget set for that amount of gear. You know, it's just, you may want this, like for example, I've been talking about getting this Denon Prime 4 for the longest time now, but I'm just backing off of it because I'm not in the right budget in the right, right area right now to get that mixer. Hey, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Let me give you a couple reasons to check out Anchor if you are thinking about getting into podcasting. Number one, it's free. No hidden costs, no surprises, just easy to use interfaces. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more sources. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum list. Listenership. That's right. Sponsors right out of the box. So start making money from the beginning. And did I mention that Anchor FM is everything you need to make a podcast in one place? So download the free Anchor app today or go on anchor.fm to get started. Until then, I am Jake Huber. I'm Billy C. And this is 192 Podcast.